0: Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co host, Sean Hooley. We have a few personnel changes in the news today. So, Sean, what are we going to talk about today?
1: Yeah, well, today we have the first commercial uses of a newly cleared product from Cardioflow, plus a personnel change there, a new executive at Cognito Therapeutics as well. FDA clearance for an insomnia treatment from Neurovalens, an FDA warning on over-the-counter eye drops, and a report that shared some more damning details on the ongoing Philips Respironics recall.
0: What's the first thing that we need to know for today?
1: First things, that CardioFlow announced the first commercial FreedomFlow uses and appointed a new COO. FreedomFlow just received FDA clearance a few weeks ago.
0: And what is FreedomFlow?
1: Well, it's a device designed to treat peripheral artery disease. It was designed with a modern mechanism of action to clear plaque blockages in the arteries of the legs. The design uses the physics of angular momentum to create a spiral geometry and puts five diamond coated spheres in simultaneous contact with the vessel wall while also helping to ease the drive shaft through tight blockages with the diamond coated tip.
0: Interesting. So, who is taking on this role of COO and what is some of their career history? Well,
1: the company actually promoted from within to fill the role. It was Scott Krauss, who most recently served as the VP of sales and marketing for CardioFlow, where he was responsible for overseeing all commercial functions at the company. Before he joined CardioFlow, he actually worked for a number of significant companies that all got acquired by some of MedTech's biggest names. So he worked for Abiomed, acquired by Johnson & Johnson as a zone general manager. He also had stints at Cardiovascular Systems, acquired by Abbott, Intact Vascular, acquired by Philips, and Intersect ENT, acquired by Medtronic. So he's been around at a bunch of promising companies and certainly has experience in medtech.
0: And we have another personnel change next.
1: Neuromod tech developer Cognito Therapeutics has a new chief commercial officer. A seasoned medtech veteran takes over the commercial operations at the company.
0: Who is the new executive and what is their career history? So Christian Howell
1: is the new CCO. He has 20 years of experience across leadership positions, including a nearly 15-year stint at Medtronic, where he led the company's value-based healthcare partnerships organization and held profit and loss responsibility for Medtronic's integrated health solutions program.
0: So what kind of optimism is Howell bringing to the company?
1: Well, Howell said he's looking forward to working with the team to build upon its commercial strategy with the ultimate goal of making a meaningful difference in the lives of patients with neurodegenerative diseases.
0: What are executives saying about his appointment?
1: Well, CEO Brent Vaughn called Howell an accomplished leader with a strong track record, lauding his expertise in building commercial teams and driving commercial launches in the medical device industry saying his invaluable expertise and relationships will play a vital role in commercialization of our lead product in Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative disorders.
0: What's the next thing that we should know for today?
1: The FDA cleared a non-invasive insomnia treating device from Neurovalens. It's a really interesting bit of tech coming out of uh, Northern Ireland from a promising startup that was actually involved in MedTech Innovators Accelerator program last year.
0: What is this device?
1: It's the Modius device, and it's designed to deliver non-invasive electrical stimulation to key areas of the brain and nervous system, eliminating the need for surgically implanted electrodes in the treatment of insomnia.
0: So, you, you briefly mentioned this. How does it work?
1: So, it delivers a small, safe electrical pulse to the head for a period of 30 minutes before bed. During this period, users can perform other activities like watching TV or reading. And yeah, clearance allows people to sell Modius directly to people suffering from chronic insomnia in the U.S. with a prescription.
0: Interesting. And I know insomnia is part of the long COVID symptom, So this is an interesting development. What do executives think about the future of this device?
1: So Neurovalent CEO, Dr. Jason McCown said, most other products on the market measure symptoms of insomnia but Modius is actually a non-invasive device that treats the underlying issue to improve the lives of patients. He said the company believes it's low-risk, non-invasive therapeutic intervention offered by this technology will be truly transformative for a range of serious medical conditions. And having carried out extensive clinical trials in the USA and Northern Ireland, he said they're excited to be moving to the next stage.
0: What's the next thing that we should know? Next thing
1: is that the FDA warned on over the counter eye drops. So, some of the biggest pharmacy chains in the US are pulling these drops off the shelves now.
0: What is the FDA warning about?
1: Well, the FDA instructed consumers not to purchase and to immediately stop using 26 different eye drop products. Using those eye drops could lead to the risk of infections that could result in partial vision loss or blindness. The recommendation came after agency investigators found insanitary conditions in a manufacturing facility and collected positive bacterial tests from environmental sampling of critical drug production areas in the facility. So the FDA recommended that users properly discard those products as well.
0: What products are affected?
1: So the products include drops marketed under the brands CVS Health, as well as Cardinal Health's Leader and Rugby. Rite Aid, Target Up and Up, and Velocity Pharma also market affected eye drop products.
0: What is the FDA recommending?
1: So recommended the manufacturer of the products recall all lots on October 25th. And CVS, Rite Aid, and Target all have said they'll intend to remove the products from their store shelves and websites. Leader, Rugby, and Velocity brands may still be available to purchase in stores and online. The FDA has instructed consumers to not purchase those brands. It has not received any reports of adverse events related to eye infections associated with these products. So that's one, I guess, positive out of this story. But yeah, they're, they're, they're coming off the shelves.
0: And what's the last thing that we should know?
1: Last thing is that Philips CEO Roy Jacobs reportedly approved the continued sale of defective sleep respiratory devices. So more details are coming out from that uh, ProPublica and Pittsburgh Post-Gazette investigative effort on the Philips recall. And the latest news certainly does not put the company's leadership in a good light.
0: That first report that we covered about a month ago, I would say, was really fascinating. And this one also really caught my attention. So what exactly did this latest report say?
1: Yeah, the latest said the company decided to stop shipping defective devices in April of 2021 after tests showed exposure to potentially dangerous particles in their sleep respiratory devices. Phillips alerted the FDA to the potential issue and considered a recall, according to the report. But the company instructed distributors to keep selling the devices, and the report says that that directive came from Roy Jacobs, who is now the Philips CEO. He wasn't at the time. He was running the connected care business at Philips, but he replaced Franz Van Houten in the midst of all this recall trouble. So yeah, it's uh, not long after he took the top job, he was the one who issued an apology for the recall on behalf of the company. But it's definitely not not a good story uh, reflecting on him anyway.
0: So obviously, there has been some legal troubles with this. There's been an ongoing class action lawsuit. The Department of Justice has been looking into the company. What did lawyers have to say about this report?
1: So lawyers claim that top executives at Phillips were aware of these issues for years. The report says that Van Houten took on a key role in the U.S. operations when the safety issues first came to the fore, obviously, and then he he left a year ago. According to the report, federal court testimony revealed that Jacobs told employees that distributors could continue selling devices in their inventory. And in a hearing in Pittsburgh last week, Caleb Seely, a lawyer whose firm represents thousands of plaintiffs in claims against the company, alleged that the company is still telling customers who have these devices that they can keep using them.
0: So I know you sent out an email to Phillips to kind of get their point of view on this report. What were some of the key points that Phillips gave you in that statement? I know it was really long, so what what really stuck out to you?
1: Yeah, well Phillips has been proactive in, you know, working with the media as as these stories come and uh, they they issued something for the first pro publica report, so I was not surprised that they were Had a comment on this one as well, but they said they do not agree with the characterizations made in the most recent ProPublica article related to the Respironics Recall, which is similar to the first statement they put out about a month ago when the first report came out. They emphasized that in April 2021, Philips' understanding of the component quality issue and potential mitigating actions was still progressing. So they took precautionary measures, including stopping manufacturing and selling of these devices. At the time, and pending the conclusion of their technical investigation, they had a ship hold, but the decision would not extend to devices already in the possession and control of distributors and customers. So in the absence of an authorized recall, Phillips said it was not in a position to communicate to distributors and customers to halt distributing devices. So basically, the takeaway from the statement is that once the devices left Phillips' hands, that they're not in their jurisdiction anymore, I guess, to sell. Although obviously the report says that they told distributors they could. So still a lot to unpack, uh, I think, as these hearings you know, continue with class action lawsuits and all the fallout continues. We'll, we'll definitely learn more. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more on this podcast.
0: Definitely. And that marks the fifth story. So that's all the news that we had for today. So thank you, Sean, for coming on, bringing us this insight and all the news. My pleasure.
1: As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at MassDevice.com slash podcast
0: connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You
1: can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooli, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y.
0: Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening.